Hello, hello. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Get ready to learn and laugh. Here we go with your hosts, Megan Powers with Hires of Marketing and Jen Cole with Pick Media and Social Media Examiner. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 42 of the Making a Marketer podcast. Hi, Jen Cole. How are you today? Hey, Megan. I'm doing really good. It's cold in Kansas. It Didn't it seem like it went right from, I hate to always talk about weather, but it's kind of weird the, the difference between here and there. Yeah. Um, what, uh, wasn't it just nice, like super nice a couple of days ago and then it went like right to winter? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, 70s yesterday. And then now we're the highest 46 today. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, that's like Colorado status. Like that kind of stuff happens in Colorado all the time. Like it'll rain four <laughs> feet and then it's 70 degrees the next day. Like what? Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we have someone familiar to both of us on the show today. Mr. Damian Ross. Hello, Mr. Ross. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good. So I am going to just say off the top that everyone can find you across the internet very easily because of the way your name is spelled. Cause you say one time your parents don't like you or I mean, it's, it's, it's spot on true, but it's funny. <laughs> totally. no. I just thought that was a Damien thing to say. So I had to say it. So yeah, it's yeah. spelled D E M I A N Ross. And you're basically Damien Ross spelled with the e first everywhere right everywhere yeah except for a starbucks cup or the correct tattoo that some girls have gotten and got it misspelled shame on them no (laughs) seriously no not seriously (laughs) and i'm named after a herman hesse book the character was max damien my dad liked the the book title is called damien and um fun fact i've never finished it i've read maybe halfway through like two or three times and just give it up on it one of these days maybe it'll appeal to me and i'll read it but i am thankful that actually true story i probably could have got at damien everywhere if i just would have thought that way just no one was trying to do first name stuff everything was first name last name right if it makes you feel any better i'm halfway through like 10 books that's my mo i have a hard time finishing a book (laughs) my attention span is like nothing nil to nothing okay so i am going to give your bio real quick, y'all. Okay. So first of all, you might recognize him as having been on episode 21 with us, which was a show about being a digital nomad. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about that today, but he's been doing lots of stuff for the last 13 months. It's been about 13 months since he was on last. He is known as the road to 1000 guy. And we'll talk about that. He's got a clothing brand lifestyle brand we'll get into that called rootless and he has a podcast called plan d so as i mentioned damien's currently a digital nomad he's been traveling all over the country in a 42 foot fifth wheel since june of 17 and has logged more than forty thousand miles he started this road trip while he was working at social media examiner as part of the sales team for social media marketing world he decided that he needed a creative outlet and came up with the idea to record 300 videos in 365 days he called it the road to 300. And then after recording 300 in a row, not like 300 in 365, he ended up doing 300 in a row. He decided to stretch the series. Actually, didn't you stretch it to 500 and then made it 1,000? Or did no. you go straight to 1,000? Straight to 1,000. Straight to 1,000. Awesome. Okay. And today is 
day 583. So we'll probably not come as a surprise to our listeners that we are going to talk about consistent content today. So, and the last time, since the last time he was with us, Damien started a lifestyle brand called Rootless Living with a goal to help teach and inspire people to embrace the digital nomad lifestyle. And his podcast, Plan D, talks about his struggles to start a company while living on the road. And he is also the proud father of four adult humans. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome awesome. back. Yeah, that's so much better than that LinkedIn bio. <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. funny. I usually just pull it together from people's LinkedIn's and different things that I that I pick up or that I know about them. And so I figured I would, I would give you the opportunity to give me something. Uh, yeah, I don't know when fresh. I wrote that. I probably was doing a lot of corporate stuff because, gosh, that was awful. But that one was <laughs> decent. That's decent. That's who I am. Like, let's just be real. <laughs> not trying to fluff you? stuff. Right. Yeah. Did it spark you to go back to LinkedIn or not yet? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, that's a resume. I'm not looking for a job, so right, that's okay. That is a fair statement. Okay, so Jen Cole, you want to kick us off? You bet, Damon. You have a hell of a story. That is for dang sure, and it's been very inspiring and awesome to watch you uh, really take off over the last couple of years. But looking back over your experience with the road to 300, then the road to 1,000. What has been the biggest learning moment that you've experienced along the way? And what message would you want to share with people that stems from that lesson? Yeah, so actually in today's video, I kind of talked about how it was sad that I started the series as a creative outlet. I was a sales guy spending most of my time in LinkedIn, Salesforce, and Google Docs. And there wasn't really a creative outlet. Every idea I came up with got shot down. So I just gave up and thought, you know, I'll do this as a creative outlet because sales should be creative. So that's all it was. And what happened was... It actually helped sales, believe it or not. It built relationships. It got me speaking gigs. It got me on podcasts. Right. While I was on the podcast or doing speaking gigs, I was talking about the company that I was working for at the time. I mean, I'm no longer with Social Media Examiner when I was here last time. I was just like a couple months later that I was here that I got let go. And I think I'm learning to... I mean, if you really want to grow a YouTube channel, don't do daily. I talk about that all the time. Like, it's not, it's not necessary. It's good for like 30 days to get some consistency going. But to really grow a YouTube channel, you're talking two to three videos a week most, not daily. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to let them breathe. That's for dang sure. Um, I, that's what I've heard from a lot of people is you just need... You got to let your content breathe. But yeah, yeah, that was I, I think the consistency thing too is, you know, I always talk about this is you learn by doing and, yeah. you know, you can't read a book. You can't go to a conference. I mean, no offense. You can't even go to school <laughs> and learn this stuff. I always make the joke about how my mom was a television producer for 25 years. And because she didn't have a teaching credential, they wouldn't let her teach. But some asshat from USC that got his four-year degree in film and television can teach because he's got a teaching credential. And who would you rather learn from? Someone that, you know, memorized the book or someone that produced The Tonight Show for 25 years? It's, yeah. we're really kind of messed up in the way that we allow people to teach. And I, I didn't want to teach video until I produced, shot, edited, storytelled at least a thousand videos. Wow. So that's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I have been hearing from some other content creators lately that when they cut back on what they were producing, their numbers went up because they, you kind of end up competing with yourself. And I know for me, like I love your road videos, but I can't keep up. And so I just kind of go like, Oh, I'll I'll watch the most recent one. And then so there's a whole bunch that I have missed. And I know you don't expect everyone to 
watch them all. So I'm not saying I, that to say I don't that, even but, watch them all. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you were there, so it's cool. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Our other co-host Elizabeth, I asked her, and I have asked Jen this too. Did you listen back to our show? And they both said no. And Elizabeth's right. like, "Well, I was there. Why do I need to hear it again?" And I'm like, right. "Well, first of all, I always pick up a whole bunch more things that I didn't hear the first time, or I hear them in a different way." And I think part of that has to do with because I'm hosting and I'm steering the ship. And so sometimes I'm thinking about what's next while a guest is answering questions. So that's part of it. But Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But you could also learn from re-watching, right? Well, you you re-watch because you edit. I mean, I I do them when I'm editing them. I see it. I don't really... I go back every once in a while. You know, I have a good log, so I make sure I'm not repeating myself too much. But there isn't an expectation for... I mean, there are people that have watched every single one, 100%. There are a core group. But if it's three minutes each and there's a thousand, that's 3000 minutes. I don't know what that is. That's a hundred hours of trying to consume my content. It's too much. I can't do that. Yeah. yeah it, neither. It's, yeah, it's, prob- it, it's probably 25 <laughs> days. Hard. I just, I just butchered it. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Seven minutes? <laughs> you can watch all my videos in seven minutes. Divide the three. Yeah. Um, one. yeah. So I have no expectation of that. And I think for me, it really, it's just a consistency drill. Like people ask me, and, and, and one of the funny things I get too is in regards to subs. I, I think I'm sitting at like right 590. I've been sitting in this 580, 590 number for a while. And I get kind of a thumbs down, kind of snobby nose from people. And for me, it's like, this isn't how you grow a channel. And that's not what it's about. If I told you I wanted to do 100 pushups a day, would you ask me, well, how many people congratulate you every day when you're doing it? You know what I mean? Like it's not, it has okay. nothing to do with it. I actually, to be honest with you guys, I'm super excited. So please, if you're listening to this, do not subscribe to my YouTube channel until I put this video out. But I'm on day 583. I have 589 subs. I'm really hoping I can get to day 590 and still have 580, 589 subs so I can do a video because I know damn well most people do not have more videos than subs. And if they did, in that number, I mean, maybe the first three, four, or five, but if they had almost 600 videos and didn't have 600 subs, they would give up 100%. And I think huh. I'm really excited about that because I look back at my own businesses. I mean, I was doing a podcast in 1999, you guys. I was uploading it to my website. You had to hit play from my website. Huh. I was faking Facebook pages with first name, you know, rootless, last name living because there were no Facebook pages. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. always like really early on this stuff. But I gave up. I just was like, oh, I'm not getting the traction and blah, blah, blah. Where now there's no excuse to give up. And it, because I'm not, I'm not measuring it by subs. I'm okay. not measuring it by views. Like that, I give zero craps about that stuff. I do. Awesome. I love it. Okay, so well then what would you think now that you're more than halfway through? What's the hardest part about putting out content every single well, I don't, so like literally if you watch today's video, I'm wearing this outfit. So I don't can a lot. There's sometimes I get like two or three days ahead, but right. that's the most I've gotten ahead. So you guys, I've been through, you know, breakups. I've been through job loss. I've been through family loss. I've been sick, sick. That's the hardest stuff. The creating content. And, and for those of you listeners who've never seen one of my videos, the majority of my videos are me putting a camera on a tripod and me just rambly talking just about some sort of thought process or even showing the adventure or showing the RV or some to that. It's not like, don't think Casey Neistat or Peter McKinnon where I've got all this B-roll and drones and I bring that in every once in a while, but it's just me talking like I am now, editing it down to get rid of the ums and the ands and a lot of the cuss words and just taking a five minute video and making it less than three. And so they're really, 
isn't. Once you get past like that 30 day, it it does become kind of an addiction. I mean, I had people told me I wouldn't make it to 100 days in a row. They 100%, you will not make it to 100 days in a row, Damien. And I'm sitting on 583, completed in the can every single day, haven't missed a day. That's great motivation, hey, to, to tell people you can't do something. <laughs> oh, totally. You know, but, you know, and honestly, I probably had enough growth in the first hundred days. That would have been great. And then I could have started a series that was a little bit more weekly. I have another channel I'm starting that is really a, like a weekly kind of episodic vlog about digital nomad lifestyle. And I think that channel is going to do fantastic because of all the two and a half years of footage I have. I'm not, you know, all these people that are like, day one, we're vlogging, we're moving. No. Don't drive an RV day one and try to vlog it. Spend some time learning the RV lifestyle and spend some time learning the vlogging, then bring those two together. That's great advice. So for those of you listening, I can hear the scruffle. Scruffle. He's got, a, he's like got a mountain man beard. <laughs> like, I'll hold it away. Like, right. like a no joke mountain man beard. So if you are listening to this, you must go check out a video because then you will see this crazy, amazing beard that he's rocking. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely needs a trim. I got to find a good place to get a beer trim. Why do you, we're trying to wait to Alabama. $5, a $5 beer trim. <laughs> nice. And last time I was in San Diego, I got one $85 for no. a beer trim. Yes. Yes. So that, I'm waiting for the $5. Was that the last time you trimmed it? Uh, <laughs> you maybe. Trying to get your money worth? No, it, I was in Portland, I think in June and it, it trimmed up pretty nice before I took off. And yeah, I mean, it grows, it grows back. I trim it a little bit to get it professionally done and styled. I'm not trying to spend $85 again. That's a joke. Yeah, that's a lot for a beard trim. That is for dang sure. So you have this incredible mission to get to a thousand videos. So tell me kind of what your routine looks like for content planning, because that's massive. That's a heck of a plan. So how, what, how do you sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I have just a little note in, you know, just Apple notes and, when an idea hits me, I can read something I haven't done yet. Like even yesterday's show was about the fact that I went and got my tires done. And I asked like four or five times for the PSI and the front tires to be 60 and the back to be 80. That's how you have to run it when you're running a setup like mine with a fifth wheel. And they just want to go back to their, no, it's 70 all around. And it's like, bro, I don't want to tell you again. Don't do that. Do 60 in the front, 80 in the back. And of course they didn't do that. And so my road was just like, let's make, you know, forget making America great again. Let's make customer service great again. Like yeah. what happened to that kind of a thing? And so that, you know, just gets pulled through. But, you know, I have things like live for today, losing your laugh. At some point you have to stop being the victim. You know, don't assume you've caused me pain. So I'll like dial in little ideas. And then I literally, that's all I have, you guys. I have what I read you. Live for today. That's all I have. And I just say, you know, all right, like rack my brain. What does that really mean to me to live for today? And then I just roll with it on camera. It's usually about a five minute rant that I always try my best to cut 50% of it. That's what I've learned is that we could probably cut everything in half and, and tell a, you know, better message that, you know, brevity is clarity, a hundred percent, like yeah. less is greater than more, like a hundred percent, like it is like in all different ways and areas. And that's the thing I've definitely learned. My videos, I used to record five minutes and it probably end up 4.30 when I took out some of the uhs and the ands. Now I'm strategic in what I'm taking out and you know moving things around a little in there to get it half. Like That's the goal. Whatever the recording is, I want my finished product to be 50% of that. Wow. That's amazing. 
Yeah. So that coming up with content is not that difficult. I know for some, it's a question I get asked a lot. And even today's video was about the motivation to get the podcast kind of up and running again was, I mean, obviously Megan Don't asked skip me. skip ahead. I won't. And then, <laughs> I have a question for you later. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, the fact that I have people that are on Patreon that are like saying, hey, we want to see this succeed. We want to help you. So it's that kind of stuff. But that wasn't my motivation for today. I literally turned my camera on and I thought, oh, I'll talk about this. So it, finding content, but I will say this, I've cataloged everything I've talked about. So I started an Excel sheet somewhere around day 100, just so I could skim through and make sure I haven't talked about it so much because I was talking about the micro is greater than the macro a lot. And so I had to dial that down, became a drinking game for some of the watchers. (laughs) That's actually a good idea. And I found that to be valuable. It's not as hard with us because we're on, um, you know, 42, but Keeping that log in with the links and everything um, in a spreadsheet is, I think, good for us to keep variety and that kind of thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that piece of it for you. Like, how do you possibly keep track of? That's not like you're going to say the same thing, you know, over and over. Well, you're always going to have unique thoughts, even if the topic is the same. But and whoever heard it on day ninety-eight and right. listening on day four ninety-eight, even if it's exactly the same, it's still a whole different audience. Right, for sure. Okay, so let's talk a little about a bit about root lists. Now, okay. how did launching that brand come to be? I, I had this question and you just had mentioned something about it, you having it before. So kind of what's the story to that? What do you mean having it before? Say oh, again. I thought you said you, you, you created a Facebook page that... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was making a joke. So um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was just using that. The, the page I made back then, first name was La Mirada, last name was Insider. It was for my local newspaper. I just oh, okay. made it. I don't want to confuse people to what that is. And then I That's end up fine. confusing someone. No, Rootless... Really confused sometimes. Rootless is a term that I just saw one day used in a different version as digital nomad. I hate the word digital nomad. I mean, I know I use it because everyone hears it, but it's even full-time RVing is different. There are people that literally live in their RV in one location and they say that's full-time RVing. And I'm like, no, you live in a trailer park. Sorry, I don't want to be disrespectful to you. And there's nothing wrong with living in an RV full-time in one spot. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But it's not full-time RVing. You right. know, that's, it's a tiny home. You know, I've been a city kid my entire life. I was, I was born in Seattle. I learned to talk in New York. I learned to walk in Boston. I learned to run in Los Angeles. And I've never lived anywhere else. And I literally, once I got on the road, you guys, it's like I found myself, like I needed to be out of big cities. And it's not that you shouldn't have roots like with family and loved ones and religion or whatever it is for you, but to get yourself stuck in one location and not experience what else is out there is mind blowing because, you know, I thought California is the best. That's, hey man, Santa Monica, it doesn't get much better than that whole blah, 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 blah. I was wrong. I was deeply wrong for who I am. Right. And there are people that flock from small towns to Los Angeles and that's for them and good for them. But for me, I, I need to be out of big city. I need to be where I don't wait in line at a Starbucks. I don't look for parking. I'm never in traffic. If I want to eat at 530, I leave my house at 525. Wow. When in LA, when I want to eat at 530, I have to leave my house sometime around noon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. I will say that I appreciate small town and I appreciate like you, I have several friends. I have a friends, a couple who did the RV thing for over a year. And then they decided that they like half the world, I think it's moving to Charlotte. 
They decided to settle in Charlotte for a while, but I think they felt the same way as you did. And they got to know each other on a totally different level. You know, they've been together for like 19 years and they still like every day were learning new things about each other. So right, right. I could see that you learning about, about yourself. So Rootless is apparel. It's a lifestyle company, but it's apparel. Like what do you? Well, actually, I mean, I'll, I'll spill the beans. I haven't really talked about Rootless Living is actually a magazine. That's in the works. It's going to be a digital publication. I'll probably still have a print because I've had a lot of people. But the idea is to really, it's the people, the places, and the things that go along with uh, being a digital nomad. Plus, you know, I also, I want people to understand. And again, I'm speaking about Los Angeles, you guys. So in in Los Angeles, if it costs me $100 a month to survive, it's costing me $20 a month to live the life I'm living now. You know what I mean? Like it's literally 80% cheaper and I'm traveling the country, 42 states. And I mean, parked on the beach, parked on a lake, like just, it's a completely different life. And not everybody can do it because you have to have an internet job. But there are people that can move from where they're at. The Starbucks manager in Culver City, leaving Culver City and becoming a Starbucks manager in Charlotte, it's completely different. You know, when we kind of started the show, I'm staying on a 50 acre piece of property with two teachers, elementary school teachers. Like, I don't know any California elementary school teachers that own 50 acres and their homes paid for and they're, you know, check them out like all day long. So for me, it's just opening people's eyes to that. I don't think it's talked about enough. I know they can watch a show like Fixer Upper and see low cost real estate, but I don't think people understand. And I was talking to my friend Kelly about this today, that $200,000 a year job in California, you can have a better life at 60,000 in maybe 40 different states. And you're not struggling nearly as much. So where's the win? And Gary Vee's all on this now too, where he's teaching people, stop doing something you hate to survive and get paid less and do something you love and thrive. And it, it's so true, like 100% right. spot on, you know? Well, I personally call it mosquito tax. I'm willing to pay it. <laughs> Living in California. San Diego's where it's at, man. Like I have, you know, all right, we're a little bit under halfway. We're going to do a little brain break. It's October, so we got to go with a holiday. So I have two-parter. And I didn't tell Jen this in advance. I gave, I gave Damien the heads up on one of these questions. But All right, so <laughs> we're just going to share. If you could only give out one kind of candy to trick-or-treaters, what would it be? Do I want there to be leftover candy or do I want... Where all the candy's gone. No, I'm just kidding. For me, it doesn't I'll, matter. <laughs> I'll, I'll give. I'll give what I love. I mean, unfortunately, I love Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't know if you can give that away as a candy because of how everyone freaks out about peanuts nowadays. So I don't know. Now that I think about it, but I would probably give away Reese's peanut butter cups all day long because that's legitimately those two bastards that bumped into each other carrying chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> you got your chocolate my peanut butter you got you my peanut, peanut butter and your chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> that was that's the greatest candy in the world fight me i don't care yeah. <laughs> i love it okay so i'll do the second one i'll do a second round all right jen what's yours mine would be twix i love that caramel chocolatey crunchy awesomeness so i would yeah i would love to share that with the world but hey reese's is a close second for sure that's good stuff and Twix is my close second. How funny is oh, that? Yeah. So we, oh, oh, yeah. I'm a huge Twix fan too. Do you do you eat it in in, in sections? You, <laughs> yeah. You, you like don't I just want, bite it, right? You bite. I put the whole beard. thing in my mouth. I, I don't want this getting in the beard. Come on I'll, now. I'll like chew off the caramel and then yeah. Am I the only? Oh, one? I used to do oh, that. I yes, just I bite used straight to, through. Yeah, I used to eat the top of the Twix. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember that. But then <laughs> yeah. Then no more. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. I I grew up. (laughs) That's awesome. So I'm fun size. So I will give out fun size 
I would give out fun size $100,000 bars. If you like the caramel and the, the crunchy kind of action thing that about a Twix, like I feel like 100,000 kind of guarantees that I'd like that to a whole new level. Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to say at 6'6 six, six and 200, and, I don't know, 60 pounds, I'm fun size too. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a different kind of fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like full size bar, Damien. I'm, Let's I'm be like, honest. I'm fun in a bar fight. <laughs> like, that's what you that's what you want fun size around. <laughs> like, didn't, didn't kids in your that you grew up with, like they knew where to get the good candy, like where they were giving out full size candy bars, right? Like, oh, oh yeah, know. yeah. Like we, yeah. and we didn't even have ways to tweet it to each other. But once, oh, hello, man, that house two doors down on the right, I would, yeah, like yeah. for sure. And if you gave us bad candy, that was a bad deal. You woke up the next morning with some good eggs on your house. You wanted to <laughs> correct that. <laughs> correct okay, that. so the second, the second part is, um, do you have a quick, funny story of you trick-or-treating as a kid that you remember? Yeah, I got one that I don't know if it's funny, but I went trick-or-treating when I was probably 12 years old. And through the night, it just got really late. And three girls, what, let me say, my parents were out of town. My grandma was taking care of me. Three girls spent the night. And my grandma woke up in the middle of the night and came into my room and saw me and three girls in this bed, fully clothed. Nothing, no, nothing was going on. They just were spending the night. And she flipped her lid and I was supposed to drive them back to one of their houses. And so my grandma couldn't drive stick. So I drove the bug. I told her it was totally fine. Like my parents let me do it all the time, which obviously they don't. I drove the bug, the three girls in the back, my grandma in the passenger seat, dropped them off at their house. I literally went to school on Monday as a legend. Like that just a 12, 13 year old is not having three girls spend the night and then driving them home at two in the morning and dropping them off. So that is an amazing that was, story. It has nothing to do with Halloween. I was like, it was on Halloween. Halloween. It, it was? was on Halloween. Yeah. They were trick or treating, oh. spent the night that night. Yeah. That was, they, they came to the door and you just invited them in. Like, no, no, no. We went trick or we went trick or treating and <laughs> it got super late and they all pretended they were spending the night at someone else's house and then they oh, all stayed at my house because my parents weren't there. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah. Halloween. That's hilarious. All 84 right. or something crazy. Like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jen, what about you? So mine was, I think it spanned about fifth and sixth grade. And my mom has always had this big thing for Star Trek. And so she made my Star Trek costume. And I was Star Trek for two years in a row with like complete with phaser and everything. And that's always been memorable. And then my mom, she, this year, she offered the Star Trek costume to my oldest, Nicholas. And he said, no. Oh. Because well, he's a Star Wars guy? Yeah, and he's not, he's kind of boycotting Halloween this year. I don't I don't know. Huh. It's so weird. I think it's so much fun. Interesting. No yeah. doubt. I it's my favorite holiday as an adult. Yeah. Speaking of which, so I asked for a story as a kid, but mine is actually I was eighteen. <laughs> my friend and I, our freshman year in college, dressed up and drove to Del Mar and trick or treated in Del Mar. As freshman in college <laughs> we had the oh cutest gosh. costumes my friend was super cute she was dressed as a bunch of grapes so she had like you know purple balloons pinned all around her and this cute little like leaf around her neck and oh. we open up we get to this one door and this guy who's like our age he's looking at us he's like what are you guys doing like how old are you <laughs> and i'm like we are young enough to still be trick-or-treating <laughs> tell him we're going to san diego state Oh, that's perfect, though. That's adorable. Oh, and I have pictures of that night. It was so fun. Yeah, most people were just so enamored with my friend's costume that, that, that like, how old we were, like, went right over their heads. But that right. they called us out. And that, to be honest, that's why I asked the question, because I wanted to tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> we had great candy. <laughs> <laughs> we 
it's about me. No, kidding. All right, Jen, you want to kick <laughs> off our second half? Yeah. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about Rootless itself because, you know, we're talking about consistency of content and things like that on this episode. Um, and Rootless is news, but you have a lot of things going on. So I just kind of want to know how often do you strive to connect your Rootless content plan to your Road to a Thousand content plan? Are they interwoven at all? Um, no, I mean, I will bring it up from time to time. I mean, I, I had the, the idea of the gear and I was mentioning it on everything but my videos. I really wanted to keep my videos kind of ad free or promo free for the longest time. And then I was like, this is really part of what I'm doing. I talk about the transparency that I put the cart way before the horse. I mean, you need to have, you know, a much bigger kind of following to start a clothing brand than, than I obviously have. But it was playing off of that. If you guys remember that, influencer that had like a million plus then she couldn't even sell 36 shirts and so i was like i wonder if i could sell 36 shirts and that was just all it was about and again learning while doing i learned a ton i'd much rather learn this stuff with a small group than launch it with a big group and have some of the mistakes that i had and needed to learn from you know where it's in the thousands as opposed to in the hundreds so yeah i am kind of you know like even i have a business card that has rootless road to 1000 plan d they all kind of intersect with each other. I mean, my podcast is basically me talking about my travels, my struggle with the brand, and then obviously the Road to 1000. Road to 1000, I'll bring it up. I wear the gear sometimes and I talk about it or I'll drop a discount code or something like that. But it's not to say like I I, I did this thing where I'm going to do where I, I put out kind of like the I'll wear your shirt that went down about five or six years ago where this guy wore a company shirt for the whole day and the way he bid it out. I just want to start working with brands, even if it's friends and family and just do kind of fun stuff to, to learn how to work with brands. And so even if someone else had a clothing company, I would rock it. Like I have no problem with that. I would do it and show it off and do it. So it's definitely evolved. I mean, mm-hmm. look in the road series, I want to say I was in day, it was more than 300 before I even asked someone to subscribe to my channel. Wow. I didn't oh, even wow. mention that a road before I said, hey, don't forget to subscribe. Like I have never even done that, which people do day one. Day one, sure. you open a video, it's subscribe, like, don't comment, and then you know, share it with your friends. I mean, it's like I haven't even watched one of your videos yet. You're already on me. Right. So I'm letting it evolve as it evolves on its own. Did oh, you start so posting good. to YouTube every with every video from one? No, I think it was, it was like day 10. So originally I was doing everything natively. Oh, actually, let me back up. Originally it was, I was keeping the videos under a minute and I was putting it on Instagram is where I thought this would be oh, a really okay. fun place for it to be. And then I just didn't like that Facebook and Instagram, even though I'm not counting views, I didn't like that their view count was fake. Like I didn't right. like that someone could watch it for two seconds and it counted as a view. And so for me, I just, and it was becoming harder and harder to post natively. So once day 300 was done, I stopped posting natively and it was just YouTube, but all of them were added to YouTube. I did miss a day on YouTube, the early hundreds where I scheduled it wrong. I mean, it was on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram natively, but I didn't notice it till the next day where I was like, shoot, I'm so glad I was not only doing YouTube. I would have messed up. I probably would have noticed, you know, just no one was watching them on YouTube at the time, but yeah. I've driven enough traffic over there to where the regulars are, they're on the right channel for that series. That's where it needs to be. Yeah. My rotation is you, Seth Meyers, like all the political late night (laughs) talk show videos are like, it's you and them, like in this, like the next video that they show me um, that I might want to watch. Okay. So you mentioned the podcast and we kind of teased this a little bit earlier, but I was, you know, preparing for the show and, and trying to think about all the, um, questions we're going to ask you. And I noticed that you had not 
put out an episode since September 3rd. And then you said you got a little motivated to record today, right? Right. I totally did. <laughs> yeah. And it was great that you even asked me ahead of time. I just wish you would have busted my balls without me knowing. Maybe I wouldn't oh. have recorded one. Then I'd be like, oh man, you're right. <laughs> um, I mean, because we're talking about consistency. You're the consistent content king when it comes to video. And so how was the, the drop off there with that? Is it just because it's hard, it's too hard to maintain all of it consistently? Or like, what's your, what's your plan for that? I'm, for the I, I, frequency? I, if I, yeah, very. It should be a week if there's enough going on in the week to talk about. I mean, it, with with the road series, I could talk about tire pressure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care. With the podcast, I feel like it really needs to be things are growing. But that's not even real excuse because between September third and today, I've been to fourteen states. You know, wow. there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the brand. Blah blah blah. So I am very critical. I I I just recorded episode ten. I've recorded 14 episodes. So three other episodes I recorded and trashed. Episode 10, I'd recorded in the middle of September and I hated it. I just mm -hmm. was like, this is so bad. I used to do that to the roads. And then I just thought, you know, I'm coming back tomorrow. Just, just post it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not that bad. And, and some of the ones that I thought were crap in the road to 1000 or road to 300 are the ones where I got the most DMs where it was like, Damien, I needed to hear that today. I was like, really? I thought that was garbage. So I think one is it's really about, I'm just too critical on myself in mm -hmm. regards to, because it's just audio, you're just hearing it. Uh, I'm really working on my ams and my ums and, you know, like, uh, so I say so a lot. You just don't realize it until, yeah. you know, you're trying to think. I'm not reading anything. I have no script right. to anything. I just free flow. And uh, so it's that. But I did open up a Patreon account. I talked about this a little earlier that, you know, I only have like 10 people, but it's 10 people that have said they became podcast insiders. They want to help support the episode. I'm not putting out episodes that to me is fraud. You right. know what I mean? So I used to call it my sometimes weekly-ish. I'd really like to be three a month, a minimum. And if not weekly, I'd love to do weekly. But if something just doesn't come out right, or there's just not enough to really push the needle, because I talk about my travels. I talk about what's going on with Rootless. I talk about kind of just road to 1000 and I talk about my own personal life and sometimes there's just not enough is moved and even when rootless when I was doing all this background getting it patent pending and trademark and eh, just that stuff's boring you know and I haven't even like I just recently got the mock cover for the first magazine and you know it's like I, I haven't even started sharing that yet I still have so much more to do and wow. but I I'm, I'm gonna it's gonna be fun talking about it in the podcast yeah for sure so you're doing it solo so I can appreciate that, but I, I, we have guests on, on this show and my other podcast, which is called Inside Events by Swellcard. Go listen. And so I was going to, I meant to mention that at the beginning, event and meeting industry professionals, but I recorded a live episode for that. And then I recorded a live episode for this on site at conferences in two weeks back to back, actually in the same week, within three days. Both of them, terrible audio. Like both of them should be trashed and not put on the podcast like but I couldn't because the content was so good like it didn't mm. sound great but the content was good and I and I and I want to stay consistent I want to keep it going and so for this one I made the choice to like just sacrifice our art my editor worked you know hard to try to get it to sound better but just flat out when you're trying to use I just I didn't have any gear with me so audio off the Mac not awesome so I apologize. <laughs> you listened to that episode. But the other one I had to end up having to re-record half of it. Mm. So thankfully, in that one, we do half news, half guest. And the guest part, I back up recorded on my phone. 
So the audio from that was like a bajillion times better than the other. Anyway, all that to say, I hear you, but it was really, it was emotionally really like a rough couple of weeks trying to get it all worked out because I didn't want to lose that content. So that's a challenge for us. And part of the reason we're not, they, they say you get the best traction if you're weekly on a podcast. We went, we started out monthly and then I decided to do the, like the mid month live show to supplement, to keep it going, but it's still, it's all interviews. So it's getting the guests and preparing for, you know, doing the research and preparing. It's a lot of work. And so for me, I'm not in a place where I can do it weekly, but are you just really, you just kind of lit a fire under me though too. We, I need to do Patreon for this, for this show. I haven't done it yet. And you know, we're in our third season. I really need to, I need to get on that, but we didn't start it with, with the purpose of monetizing it. Mm. But like you say, it's it's partly about that, but it's also partly about like people just wanting to support you. And I think it'll be pretty neat no, to totally. see because you don't really get any insight into who is listening. Like I, there's just, you know, people in other countries that are listening to this show. And it's like, that's cool. And you want to know, like, how'd you find out about it? And, you know, which how many episodes have you listened to? And so I feel like Patreon would be a really cool way too to be able to get some feedback. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, that might be one of the, the side effects of where it's not as top of mind. I mean, you know, my videos over time, let's say on average, get maybe 60, 70 views on a daily basis. But I've had, you know, ones that have gotten 1200. So it just depends on the subject matter. But I get five DMs a day, easily, because people just don't want to publicly say that they're struggling or dealing with this. Sometimes they will. And I'm always really proud of those people for letting other people see that it's not just me, it's them too. I just, you don't get that in the podcast world. You know, you get reviews, but there's not this like really interactive. And so that's what I like about it. I definitely like the idea of learning gated community stuff because, you know, I I think groups are really great within Facebook, but again, it's rented land and, you know, even Patreon's rented land. And I've been involved in rented land that's gone bad in the social world. And so for me, I, you know, if I built my entire career on Vine, and for whatever reason, couldn't cross over to Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube, I'd be so pissed off still. I'd probably be like, I was was making a million dollars a year doing Vine, and you guys decided to shut it down. So I think that's part of it too, is there's just not the interaction. And it's not public interaction. It's not like, I I really do, you guys, I mean, it's a total weird side note, but you know, people are talking about they're getting rid of, you know, uh, how many likes your post has. And I'm like, Uh who, who talks about that? That's the... Everyone talks about how many followers you have or how many subs you have or how many views you have. Get rid of everything. Why not just just clean the slate? The reason stories, I think, is done so well is because, one, we don't care publicly. Nobody else can see it. There's no vanity metric to how many people watch the story. So that's why we're pumping out stories all the time because we're not being judged by, oh, it got a like and it got a view. Right. Um, you get to see it, but nobody else does. I just feel like social would... And then also too, you know, I get judged because I've got less than 600 subs. But what if you didn't know? Right, right. What if, what if you didn't know how many people were watching, how many people were subbed? What if it was just, you know, dark? And it's like, Damien could have a million subs. He could have 5 million people watching this. The guy sold, when he launched his shirt, he sold a couple hundred shirts just day one. And he sold almost, a, you know, getting close to a thousand now since I started. You know, that's, there are people with million subs that aren't selling a thousand shirts. I hate to right. tell you, they don't have the tribe. 
So I, it's just a random rant that I just really wish they would do because it is for me. I, I, I remember I was at Social Media Day Denver last year, 2018, and I was being introduced as a guy that's, you know, I, he just hit 100 days in a row. And some guy was like, how many subs do you have? And I'm like, what kind of douchey ass question is that? What kind of car do you <laughs> You know, and it's like, that's, that's, that's your first question out of your mouth is... So nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, like how many subs do you have? Like that's going to validate who I am. Bro, he just said I did 100 videos in a row. When was the last time you did that? Right. You know, and, it, and it's that kind of stuff that I feel like is just an odd byproduct of what's going on in social. I mean, I trust me, I'd much rather have it just all be on my website. I'd rather it not be on YouTube. I, and don't go to a website because I don't really have a website. It takes you to all these things. I'm telling you, I wish it wasn't on. But I just wish <laughs> it was there. I wish it was my community. If you want to be part of this community, you would be on DamienRoss.com as opposed to I've got all this rented land that they can decide whether you know I want to be popular or not. And that is lame. And I see people getting really frustrated and burnt out and stressed over it. And uh, I'm glad it's not a metrics for me in any way. Right. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is like we, as people that are in your community and have been following you for all this long, like, we see the comments that are left on your stuff, like how much you're inspiring people every single day. I can't even, like, you're saying you're, you're getting five, at least five DMs a day. I, that does not surprise me. That is amazing because the comments that we see and the friends that talk about you when I, when I get together with my friends and we're talking about Damien, I mean, it is so cool to see how much you've grown, you know, in the last, just even in the last couple of years and how many things that you've got going that are inspiring people constantly to think about things a little bit differently in their own lives. So what is your plan for like after road to 1000, like you're all, you're, you're over halfway there. We'll live on a prayer. Like, have you even started to think about what's going to happen after that? I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. Road to 1 million. (laughs) (laughs) no i think honestly that's probably what it will be is a a million views and then but moving more towards you know a weekly kind of just really around this lifestyle i mean i do some pretty interesting things and i don't take the time because i'm trying to enjoy it right now but now as i'm going like full circle and starting to do it again i think that's where it'll go so let's get through the thousand i'd love to write a book about everything i've learned creating a thousand videos and kind of what it does. And then I think you'll see more of a Damien Ross blog. I do believe that Rootless Living will have both a, a interview style podcast Sweet. that I'll be interviewing other nomads that are doing this. And um, I, I'm really stoked because my cover story for my first magazine is a couple that's been, that I actually kind of learned from. They left a year before me and I was watching their videos and they have a weekly vlog that, you know, and they have 250,000 subs and they have a, an amazing community though. Like I can't wait to interview them because they're, I think they did like a, a, a summer shirt. And I think they sold 10,000 shirts. What? Like straight up at like $30 awesome. a shirt. You know what I mean? Like they, they killed it and it's all community based. So get to the thousand, then regroup. And here's what's really cool. If I stick to a thousand days and a thousand, I end December 16th, 2020. So, and then a month later I turn 50 and I might take that like month off and then come back and just start doing stuff. Cause here's the other thing too, within this lifestyle, it's, it's 20 somethings that are like embracing it now. And all of them, they're, they're rushing to get a van and they're rushing to get a camera and they're all doing that. But most people my age aren't trying to look at a 20 something that's van life with no kids, no responsibilities. <laughs> it's like, but people that are, are my age where you have adult kids or maybe even junior high, and this is a possibility, you can relate to it. I, I always say this, like I've been sober 23 years. When I went to AA, there was no one there 25 years old trying to get sober. Right. 
You know what I mean? Everyone right. there was like 50 and like, oh, I've been, I've been through three divorces. I've lost my job 10 times. Like, I'm like, yeah, I've been drinking legally for like four years and I've got a problem, <laughs> you know? And so I think that's what I'm excited about is doing more of, you know, here's a 15 minute, what's going on in Damien's life in a week. And instead of seven, three minute videos, you just get one 15 minute video and, and go from there. That's so cool. Love it. All right. So being a creator, I think in general is hard. Um, so what would you say to someone who's afraid to start down the creator road, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's, you know, their main jam, whatever, would be the number one piece of advice that you tell someone? Oh, I actually have two that I'll do. So Perfect. one, because I've already said, is really if the best you can set a content creating goal, not a sub or a view goal. Like it's really try to stay out of that because I think it's, I even read on podcasts, it's seven episodes most people give up and because they haven't become Howard Stern yet or, right. you know, four videos because they haven't become Casey Neistat yet. I tried to vlog um, when I first started this road trip. Well, not first started. I was about seven months into it. And I only got three episodes in and then it just faded away. I mean, I was a little concerned that isn't road you know, the vlog? powers that be were watching. Isn't yeah, it is. I, in a way, I mean, I, like when people say, are you a YouTuber? When they see me with my camera and stuff, I'm like, not really. I'm just, this is like more of a consistency challenge. You know, if you saw me doing sit-ups, you're not going to be like, hey, are you a personal trainer? <laughs> so the other thing for me is don't try to speak. Okay, straight up. I know this is weird, but I feel like that's like everyone's motivation. And now that I've been on both sides of the stage, in a sense, seeing people want to get on it and then being on it with them, I don't even really want to speak again until I've monetized the hell out of everything. Because I think just because knowledge, knowing, and just because of you know history doing, that doesn't mean anything. If I can't make a living with my history and with my doing, what do I, why should I even be teaching someone? So get that out of your head right now. Like if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do a hundred videos and then I'm going to teach people how to do videos, not do a thousand videos. Yeah. Because there are, there's enough people that have done 10 videos that are teaching. There's enough people that have done no videos that are teaching. And I just think I, I want to learn from people that are doing it to make a living. Like they've made a living doing it. Not just that they're good at it, you know? Everyone's good at it, but there's very, you know, there's very few people that actually make a living at the things they're good at. I'd rather learn from those people. So take speaker off the table and stop looking at subs and views. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Well, yeah. And I feel like there are too many people out there on stages who aren't doing the work. You can go down a road right now where there are people on stages because they're in other people's fantasy football leagues. They are they suck up and do the they suck up and do the circle jerk, or their sponsor has paid fifty thousand dollars and now they get their you yeah. know, CMO on stage, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's garbage and it's, it's running rampant, like really everywhere or the reverses. There's people that are super freaking talented. They're doing it. They're making money. And guess what? They're not getting paid to be on stage. Right. And I'm like, Absolutely. What, what the hell? Like you are bringing so much knowledge to the ticket I just bought yeah. and you're not getting paid. I'm almost like, unless you're selling a lot of courses from being up here. And I think I, what it goes back to both of these things, you guys speaking and views and subs are all ego driven. If, and we all have egos. As much as we can all say, oh, I don't have an ego. If you remove yourself from that, you'll be really successful. If you can really get down to less is more. You guys, I'll say it right here to prove ego. This last year has probably been the year where I've made the least amount of money since my 20s. Okay? But I have less stress, less worry, and my life feels so much more free. But I just think to myself, man, if I was killing it financially, 
Like how much better would it be? <laughs> but I'm not trying to pretend that Rootless is making thousands of dollars a month, that my video series is bringing, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, right. and I could, you guys, I could pretend, I could put that out on social media and make people feel like, damn, Damien's killing it. Look at all these people that are wearing his shirts. All, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, it's just bullshit. It just feeds people the wrong stuff. And I try to stay away from it as much as I can. And, and I just don't, I don't participate in the circle jerk. There is this right. thing where it's like everyone tells each other how great they are in a certain group. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he's a nice guy. He should be speaking or he should be on a podcast. And nice guy doesn't mean he should be on stage. Nice guy doesn't mean he should be on a podcast. If I can bring knowledge with experience, great. If you know what I mean, like that's yeah. really my mindset has changed in the last year and it's hard. And I, and I upset a lot of people for sure with that because <laughs> they want to be on stage because, you know, it inflates their ego. And, you know, if that's what you're doing, ooh, you know, right. it's bad. And I just want to clear something up for my own knowledge. It's not less is more, isn't it? Less is greater than more. I do what both. Is, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so less is greater than more, especially when it comes to things. You guys, check, check this out. I mean, that's what the shirt, the shirt has the greater than sign Without between yeah. less and more. So when I hear people say less is more, I'm like, no, that's not the, I told you I don't like math, but I know that that <laughs> yeah. thing means greater than. <laughs> and, and you can say it both ways. I mean, I, when I was looking up to make sure this wasn't something that someone else did, because I had this greater than series that I want to do. I mean, I have a bunch of, you know, today is greater than, greater than tomorrow, you know, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? Like that's just now is better than someday and that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it's really, it just got down to the things you guys, like I could put my life in, I could put my camera bag and then, you know, a white V neck and some jeans and I can go and I'm so much freer before it. So just real quick, the one thing that blew my mind and I'm bringing it into rootless is talking about just having roots is a channel like watching this guy that buys, you know, vacant or abandoned storage units that haven't been paid for 29 years. This place had not been open. $69,000 had spent to storage this storage locker. He bid sight unseen a hundred dollars on it just because you and I both, if anyone's smart, 29 years, $69,000. Yeah. It's got to have some serious stuff. He doesn't even think he'll get his hundred bucks back. Uh-huh. That is less is not greater than more. You could right. have trashed all that stuff. That's $69,000 is more. And I'm not talking about family heirloom stuff, you know, photographs or things that are really precious. I'm talking about junk. I'm talking about, it was such a bust. And I think about that people, I drive around this country, you guys, all the time. And all I see are storage units. And I'm just like, why? Why do you have to storage all this stuff? Why can't you just get rid of it and live free? I don't get it. Yeah. You know? It's definitely something to think about. I, I, as somebody who slept on at slept at, in friends and family's homes for two and a half years with my stuff in storage there's value in <laughs> having your own things like the day that I got all my stuff back and I was just I sat in my apartment and you know I'm nostalgic and I'm whatever mm-hmm. like so for me it was just like I'm home like so I guess there's a difference between that and just it depends too I mean every day yeah. And, and I don't, anyone listening, I want to say is, you know, I have three big bins back at my parents' house in 29 Palms. that has all the kids stuff and family heirloom stuff that I want to be able to keep and look at. What I'm talking about is I had a conversation with um, the kid's mom when she put stuff in storage. She was putting maybe $1,000 in retail and storage into a u- rental unit that costs $200 a month. And I'm like, how long will it be here? Why don't you sell it all, save $200 a month. And when you get a place and it, she was, it was there 18 months. 
I'll do the math quick. That's $3,600 to store $1,000 worth of stuff. I think she'd be much better off going to Ikea and spending $3,600 and feeling a lot better about new stuff than the stuff that she was holding on to that just wasn't that great and was part of her ex-husband stuff. It was their shared stuff. Who wants that memory? So less is always greater than more. Unless it's coffee. I think for some of you, it's probably tequila. Is more is no. uh, I think Netflix, I think more Netflix is better than less if you yeah, can find a good show. For but sure. yeah, for most parts, less is greater than more. <laughs> Binging. All right. So we are about to wrap up. I want to ask you the final question. And um, Jen, I'm going to ask you this too this time because I haven't asked you in a while. What are you hot on these days in terms of tech, gadgets, apps? Yeah, you know, I think... You know, I have not. I'm not one of the new converters to the newest iPhone. I'll I'll hang out for a little while, but uh, I got on this thing called Strides, and you know where it's an app that just helps you set financial goals, personal goals. You can share them in groups if you want to. I feel like that's really been helping me is to really. And, and I know if you've been watching the roads, it's going back to this micro for me to really pinpoint the things I need to get done because I am kind of a solo entrepreneur trying to create a magazine, which I've done before. You guys, I'd Escape Magazine for a, you know, a good while in Southern California, competing against Trans World and Thrasher and all those companies. And I was wow. really solo doing it. I had a local newspaper and I was solo. So I just have to like bring down the just the little things I need to get done each and every day. And this app seems to really help out with that for sure. So I definitely have been digging strides. I'm going to check that out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that's the thing I've been reading the most about lately in terms of goals is to set mint micro goals. Because if you look, sometimes we get paralyzed by the big goal. And then if you don't mark ways to get there, it makes it harder to achieve. And then learn from me too, with the road to 300. Remember, you, and you talked about it in the beginning, the idea of road to 300 was 300 videos in a year. It gave me 65 days to flub if I had a problem. Like for me, if I really wanted to get crazy about losing weight, I would say go to the gym five days a week. Make that the goal, not pounds. Not how long my workout, just get to the gym physically five days a week that are, but they also have a buffer seven days a week. No one's going to be able to do that. People will burn out and they give up. So that's what I really like about this is, you know, I, I'm old school. I used to write my to-do list on a piece of page and then flip the page the next day and rewrite the stuff mm-hmm. I didn't get done. And after a while and you're writing down, you know, mock cover magazine, mock cover magazine every week, you're kind of like, oh, damn, Damien, get the mock cover done. Get bro. it together. <laughs> yeah. or, or get a binder where that's printed in there on the top. You know, this has been here way too long. That's funny. That's awesome. I love it. All right, Jen, what about you? You know, um, mine is not on my phone and it's definitely not portable, but my tech that I'm loving right now is my Amazon Fire Cube that's, you know, ties into my TV and it's got, I'm not going to say her name at voice command at all times. So I can, <laughs> I can tell my TV what to do. I can ask my TV questions. I can have my TV set timers. It is just, it's been so much fun. I'm just, I'm loving that thing. That's awesome. But really cool. you're actually home to enjoy it, which is I am. Unusual. It's wonderful. <laughs> I think you've been battling me for the travel travel <laughs> time um, these days. So, all right, awesome. Well, Damien, I want to um, thank you again, and I want to remind uh, those who are listening: his previous episode on being a digital nomad was episode twenty-one. So, if you want to go back and listen to that, we recommend you go back and listen to all of our other shows. And if you would be so kind as to rate and review us, we would really appreciate that as well on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. And also look for Plan D 
the podcast on all the, I'm guessing it's on all major podcast yeah, I platforms. Use An- yeah. I use Anchor. If you guys are podcasting, it's a great program that puts them up on all the majors. There's a couple that are missing, but you know what? You can't make everyone happy. And I think I noticed 90% listen on Apple Podcasts anyways. But real quick, I'm good at math. So I was yeah. on 21, I'm on 42. So I'll see you back for 63. Right. Perfect. I think Does so. That works? Yeah, every yeah, every so. twenty one episodes. <laughs> um, I, it, it's a family joke. There was a time where I was twenty. My dad. I was forty. My dad. My son was twenty. My dad was sixty. And I looked at my twenty year old son and said, "Bro, you messed this up. We had this thing going. Every twenty years, we're having a Ross son. What the heck?" So yeah, yeah I'll see you guys in twenty one episodes. Because you wanted to be a grandpa at forty? No. No, I'm, no. I'm actually. I can't believe I'm not a grandpa yet. I don't think I'll be a grandpa before fifty. Believe it or not, even with a twenty eight year old daughter. I'm, I'm, I got pretty lucky. You'll be wiser and she'll be smarter for having waited. Yep. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you, uh, Damien, for being our our guest here on episode 42. Thanks, my co host, Jen Cole. Always good. Yeah. In here, your smiling voice. All right, (laughs) y'all. Thank you for listening to episode 42 of Making a Marketer, and we will catch you next week.